Are you a man looking for an intensive program to help you overcome sexually addictive behaviors? Gateway to Freedom is your answer. Gateway to Freedom is a three-day workshop for men seeking to overcome any destructive sexual habits. Whether married, single, or divorced, Gateway to Freedom will help men regain hope for a new life of purity and real contentment. The workshop is conducted by experts in the field of sexual addiction recovery with decades of combined experience. Read testimonials of workshop alumni at gatewaymen.com. Get all the info and register online at gatewaymen.com or call 1-800-49-PURITY. Hi, my name is Jonathan, and I'm the founder of the Gateway to Freedom Workshop. I want to personally invite you to be part of our next workshop coming up June 24th through the 26th in Texas. So call us today at 210-822-8201 or visit gatewaymen.com. Welcome to Pure Sex Radio, training men, educating women. Are you ready to get real and start living each day in purity? This dynamic program is designed to educate, encourage, and equip listeners with the tools necessary for living a life of sexual purity. Pure Sex Radio brings you the best in mobile talk radio. Listen to real-life struggles, learn how to overcome lust, pornography, and sex addiction, and get serious about purity. Your hosts for Pure Sex Radio are Jonathan Doherty and Stephen Cervantes. Jonathan is the director of Be Broken Ministries and founder of the Gateway to Freedom Workshop for Men. Stephen is the founder of the Hope Counseling Center. Visit us online at puresexradio.com. And now, please welcome Jonathan and Stephen on Pure Sex Radio. Good day, radio listeners. Welcome to this week's edition of the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. We're glad to have you here with us. My name is Jonathan. I'm here with Stephen. Stephen, how are you? I'm blessed. Thank you, sir. Excellent. Well, folks, I just wanted to um, let you know about our Gateway to Freedom workshop. Uh, We usually do some little promos here and there about that. But if you're a man and you are struggling, um, we have this three-day workshop that is really for, it's really a catalyst. So whether you are brand new to your journey of pursuing sexual integrity or you got stuck along the way and you need some help to just get kind of re-energized and reignited, this is a great uh, weekend workshop that helps you go into the deeper issues of what you really need to work on in order to live as a man of sexual integrity. So if you'd like to learn more about the Gateway to Freedom Workshop, simply go to gatewaymen.com or you can call us toll-free at 1-800-49-PURITY. So Stephen, uh, what are we going to talk about this week? It looks like we've got some identity issues to deal with. Well, um, I had a conversation with a brother. <clears throat> he was very gracious. I apologize. I've got some oak pollen and allergy stuff going on, so I sound all messed up, but I feel good. But <clears throat> So I was talking to a brother, and he, he was sort of mapping out his story, and I asked if I could tell this story. We never use names, and we never focus on any individual, but because we're so much alike, it, it's really helpful when we tell stories because my story triggers your story, and mm-hmm. you know there's so much similarity in terms of life and adults and and so this this young man said, 
um, I'm, I'm learning something about myself, and, and it has to do with my relationship with my father and what I picked up. Because he said to me, he said, Jesus said, I'm doing the work of my heavenly father. And then this friend said, I realized I started doing the work of my earthly father. Not my heavenly father. And as a grown-up man, I'm trying to follow Jesus and do the work of my heavenly father. But I have to know where I've been to get to the new place of where I'm going. And so he said, and I want you, what do you, what, how does this make any sense at all? I started doing the work of my earthly father. Well, what comes to mind? Well, my first thought is, how could you start anywhere else? You're a boy, that's right. I mean, what is your, there's no, there's no three-year-old or five-year-old that has the ability to go beyond their earthly father and have this incredible heavenly understanding. So we all start, I think, with this idea of where else could I adopt um, this identity? Where else could I begin this or the process view, view of, of life, of right? understanding life or myself yeah. or the world? Or It all starts with your father, well, and your parents, but I'm, right. we're talking here about the father, you know. Because that's the way he he described it. So mm-hmm. mother has her influence, and and mother was part of his training too, and so was father. And it's funny because our parents are our trainers, and so it makes sense. But what he went on to say was, my dad was a good man. He was a godly man. And use any business you want. You could be, he could be a teacher, a businessman, a social worker. I don't care. Pick anything you want. He was a good man, and he was working in the community. But my father used porn. Hmm. Say some things. What, 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 is, what comes to mind when you hear a boy saying, my dad's a professional, he's out there, he's making a difference in the world, and he uses porn? Well, and that, that, that already starts a sense of confusion in a, in a boy because um, probably this guy, this kid, would have had to discover that his father used porn. It's not likely something that a dad goes and then tells his son. You know, I mean, so so part of that then I think would create confusion because it's like, okay, I've got this dad who I see him work in the community. I see him go to church. I, I even see him read his Bible. And then I find this stuff in his closet. And wait a second, wh- why? I, I can't make the connection. I, I'm, I'm struggling. And, and so at the very least... I think it creates a sense of confusion. This boy doesn't know how to connect all the dots here. How do, yeah. these, how do these things fit together? It's like yes. oil and water in his mind. He doesn't understand how this works. So then he goes on and he said, so this is what I learned. I learned that godly men have secrets. Mm. And now when I think about that, what is he saying? Good men have secret sides that are bad men. And good, good men have these areas that are off limits, out of view, where the bad happens. And so you can be a godly man and a good man and a leader, 
and you can split in half and have a secret world. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where so many, this is where so many men today learned how to be, how to live a double life because they were a boy and they saw their dad have a secret. And so dads, I mean, if you're, if you're a dad out there, listen, kids absorb. I mean, uh, I've heard it said before that kids are great observers and terrible interpreters. So think about it. This kid is observing his father have this public image and then have this private secret and how, how he's interpreting that. So he's observing that and how he's interpreting that is godly men have secrets. Yikes. That's a, is that the interpretation that you want your son to have of your life? You know what I mean? It's so, I'm not trying to be overly dramatic or or play the role of the Holy Spirit here, but but I hope the Holy Spirit is convicting you if you're out there as a dad and you're you're like this man's dad, where you're presenting one side, you know, as this godly leader, and then your son is discovering your other side, which is you're hooked on porn. So I, I think it's a it's a dangerous message to pour into the life of your son to say that godly men have secrets. So so as a little boy, what's a boy to do but go ask his dad about it? So I confronted my dad, he said, and I said, Dad, I've seen what you've been doing on the computer with material, Dad. I, I've been watching you, Dad. You're my trainer and leader and... And when mom's not around, dad, what is this, dad? Tell me, explain this to me. And my dad said, it's nothing, nothing. Just leave it alone. It doesn't matter. It's a big zero. Wipe it out. Nothing. That's what it is. It's nothing. Wow. First of all, this this kid was bolder than most. Most kids who find this kind of stuff, um, there's already a sense within them of if this is dad's and he's hiding it, then I'm not going to go confront him about it. So, so this this kid's already a little. We got a little more boldness than most stories that we hear of of men who, when they were kids, found their dad's stash. But I think it's 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 very telling to me that the dad essentially said nothing. That this you know leave it alone, um, because. That communicates really, in my mind, that communicates really where the dad's heart is. The dad's heart is not in this godly persona and image that he's projecting. The heart is in the porn. The heart is in the secret. The heart is saying, I want to stay hidden, and you need to let it alone because I'm going to stay hidden. The heart meaning meaning half of him lives public life, good, godly. But when you say the heart, you mean the man's heart, the yeah. emotional heart? and the reason I'm saying that it shows that's where his heart is because, I mean, the bottom line is, if your heart is truly in the gospel, that it, it's truly in the light, it's truly in godliness, you are going to battle. And what I mean is you're going to fight against the stuff in the dark. You're going to fight against pornography. So the fact that this guy tells his son leave it alone, it's nothing, that tells me his heart is much more entrenched in the pornography, and he's simply just putting up the, 
you know, the the window coverings. He's putting up the facade when he needs to to look godly to the people that he needs to look godly to. Does that make sense? So, yes. And he said, so I learned. I learned from my father that godly men live divided lives. Mm-hmm. I learned this lesson watching it lived out. I took this view in. You can be a godly man and you can have a secret life. You can be two halves and that's okay. Mm. So so the other instruction here I think to the dads out there is uh you you may think that the only way that your son learns from you is if you are specifically and intentionally instructing him in some area, like verbally, like you turn to him and say, I'm going to instruct you on how to you know, change the oil in the car. And you think that those are the only times that your kid is learning from you. What we're learning from this story, though, is that your child, your son is learning through observing you. And he may be drawing some very dangerous and unhealthy conclusions mm. because he's seeing, you know, he, this guy saw his dad have this godly persona and facade and image looking at pornography. And the conclusion he came to was not just that this idea that godly men have divided lives, have a secret hidden life, but actually that that's the way it's done that that's okay. That's the way a godly man lives. Yes, and that leads right into the next statement he made. It's okay. It's father approved. It's okay if he does it. It's okay if I do it. It's okay to be divided. It's okay to not fight it. It's okay to not talk about it. It's okay to divide your sexuality in half. It's okay to grow a secret sexual life. All of that is okay. Yeah, and what he's saying is from my earthly from my earthly dad, this is the moral code, the moral law that I was getting from him about how to manage my sexuality. So think about that dads out there. Think about what's the moral code that you are displaying for your son? Is it in line with the Heavenly Father, or are you teaching like this dad did, a different, a lesser, uh, uh, a broken moral code for managing sexuality? Because that's really what this kid picked up. This kid picked up a broken moral law for, I mean, a distorted, uh, twisted moral law, but it was still a moral law nonetheless because he was looking at his dad and his dad was saying, here's my stamp of approval on living a divided life. Here's my stamp of approval on mismanaging your sexuality. Here's my stamp of approval on doing things in the dark, in the dark that you would never want people to know in the light. And so that's really what this kid was picking up. My dad lived a divided life. My dad was divided. My dad's identity was to have two halves. My dad was stuck. There was no growth. If there was a fight, I never saw it. He never told me. He clearly said two halves are okay. You don't have to work on your emotional development. It's okay if you get worse sexually, caught up in your secret life. Being stuck, frozen, divided, 
is how life is lived. So now I'm wondering, Stephen, are you about to tell us that this boy, um, you know, in spite of all of this training and all of this modeling, you're now going to tell us, and amazingly, this boy grew up emotionally healthy. He grew up without a secret. He grew up not looking at porn. He resisted temptation. Or is maybe there a different outcome that probably our listeners already know? <laughs> when you see it and you hear it and you live alongside of it, and it's implied directly and indirectly, and <clears throat> we know to keep it away from mom, and we know when we go, and we develop a template of how to use, when to use, He said to me, I grew up. Do you understand? Day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, I grew up divided with a secret. Mm -hmm. And this is the story of so many. And listen, these types of stories, these types of outcomes for boys like this, they are not accidental. Now, I want that to be, um, I want that to be almost disturbing to you as a listener, because you might think, no, 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 no. This, there's, there's got to be, there's got to be some sense of accident to this. And what I, when I'm saying it's not accidental, what I mean is, the only logical conclusion that can happen is like Stephen's saying, when when a boy is living under the authority and in the environment of a father who is modeling nothing but dividedness and a broken, twisted moral code regarding sexual, sexual conduct, why would we expect that there wouldn't be this outcome? Why would we expect that this boy wouldn't develop his own secret and his own dividedness. The accident would be if he didn't. That would be <laughs> accidental. No, this is a this is an intentional and I'm not saying that a fa- that this father was was mandating that his son turn out this way. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying when I'm saying it was no accident, what I'm saying is it's a logical conclusion that if this dad is living in this way and the son is in that environment Guess what? The son is going to adopt the identity of his father. That's the way sonship works. That's the way a father-son relationship works. So if the identity of the father is broken and divided and and you know, this guy who says it's okay to look at porn and mismanage your sexuality, guess what's the only identity that that son can adopt? That. That's good. So this was one of our gateway men. And every other man that's been to a gateway knows and stands shoulder to shoulder with us in this moment. Because uh, this brother then says, bless my brothers. Tell them of my journey. So maybe it can prompt them, encourage them, nudge them in a, in a better way. So after gateway, the weekend, he said, my very identity was challenged. My life map was challenged, and I saw two huge pieces. I had the wrong map for living, and I had the wrong identity about myself Mm. because I thought my identity was keeping secrets, living broken and divided, 
taking and using and having to be emotionally stunted and spiritually stunted. That was the old. And so here's here's an important thing, I think, to recognize in that confession that this, this man made is because I don't want to I don't want to skip past it too quickly. So many times we go to, well, what did you do next? I think it is incredibly significant that the truth broke through. That there was a there was a moment of clarity where there was a recognition that this man realized, you know what, the identity that I adopted from my father that I have run with, that I have lived with, is not my true identity. Mm. That's not who I actually was made to be. And that can and I don't want to the, the reason I didn't want to skip too quickly ahead is because that can be a very painful realization. When you realize that what I have lived in and the identity that I li- have lived from that was passed from my father to me is not who I was meant to be, there's a lot of grief and a lot of grieving that mm. needs to go on in that. Because that, So I don't want that to seem like that's an easy thing to do. And, and by the way, it's not, a, it's not a thing that we do that says, now I'm going to throw my dad under the bus. But what it is, is it's a realization that something that was handed to me is not something I was meant to carry. It's not who I am. That's good. That's good. And what a wonderful thing to have an aha moment. Mm-hmm. I love when light and truth and honesty and openness come together and we're just sort of raw and we realize, oh my, oh my goodness, I have been believing some wrong things. Mm-hmm. And that's what got me here. If I could believe greater things, I could get to a greater outcome, a greater place. So he said, after the weekend, I decided to swap my old map in my old identity for a new map and a new identity. Mm. And I mean, you could say, well, that's pretty obvious. That's a given. I think everything has to be made really slow and methodical as you make the change. Mm-hmm. You have to clearly understand the map you you bought and have been living isn't work. It's got you to this outcome, and your your false identity has contributed to to, to making. You're trying to find a way to feel better than the old, and so uh, you know I appreciate it. It's very simple. I am turning in my old identity and map. I have to have a new one. And that's something that I think is very important to understand. Most of the uh, significant aha moments that men have along this journey are, are actually truths that are very simple. But think about it. If, you have, if what has become familiar to you, in other words, the way the, the, the foundation from which you have lived has been broken, then to step onto a new foundation that is solid, even though that makes sense. It's like, okay, listen, do you want to build your house on the sand or do you want to build your house on the rock? Well, duh, you know, I want to build my house on the rock. But if you have been living in the broken house on the sand that keeps getting swept away and that's all you're familiar with, it's a pretty significant moment to step into a house that's built on a rock. Mm. Even though that's a very simple idea of, of where you need to be living, it's so profound when you actually recognize it. And I think that's what you're saying, is that this was a pretty profound thing. And he said, 
Remember, he opened by saying, I read this verse in the Bible. Jesus said, I'm doing the work of my Father. And then the Son said, and I've been doing the work of my earthly Father. And it was almost like the lights came on. He read the verse and read the verse and read the verse. Jesus said, I'm doing the work of my heavenly Father. I, I'm, I have the right map, the right identity, the right templates for living. And I'm walking out very consistently my program. Not divided, not with secrets, not stuck, not you know, bad map, bad identity, bad behavior. I'm doing the work of my Father, and it flows deep from my being. And this is exciting to me because what this guy is going to discover, which I think every man ultimately discovers on this, is that God can retrain you even as a man in boyhood. In other words, it's like God God can say, listen, I know you got a broken view from your dad. I know you got a I got you got a messed up foundation. I know that he passed some things on to you. And God's not saying that he's gonna go beat up your dad. He says, I just I know that you got that. But but I'm I'm the perfect dad. I'm the dad who's loved you from before you were even conceived. And so if you're willing, I can take you on a journey on this map and I can retrain you through the innocence. I can retrain you through that boyhood. I can, I can bring up the little boy inside of you, and I can train you into real manhood if you're willing to go on that journey and give you a new identity. I like it. <clears throat> Sign me up. <laughs> it sounds eternal, you know? So he says, <clears throat> so now I am being restored to my original design to start as an innocent boy just sort of exploring the world with innocence, not confusion, bad identity, bad map. I'm starting fresh, and I'm embracing what I was supposed to be, innocent. Mm -hmm. And see, that's significant because, I mean, think about how, uh, if I can put it this way, think about how dirty this this guy's life had become because he'd picked up dad's map, you know, earthly dad. He'd, He'd picked up that roadmap, and he started following it and saying, hey, God, it's okay for a, a, a man to be divided. It's okay for him to do these things and have this facade. And so by the time he comes to this place of real brokenness, there's a lot of dirt in his life. And yet what he's learning is with God at the helm, with, with seeing him as my heavenly father, he can restore innocence to me. He can take all of that mess. He can clean it all up. It doesn't erase this man's history but it does cleanse him from that history. Mm-hmm. And so, folks, wherever you are in your life, whatever dirt you've got on you from your life, the good news is God, your heavenly Father, can restore innocence to you. He can cleanse you from all of those past mistakes. Good. I'm giving back my old identity, and my new identity is innocence. Being God's boy, innocent, young, free, I'm, my old identity was figure it out yourself. We don't have to talk about it. I can't tell you when life is hard what to do about it. Just divide in half and live divided. That's your identity. Lose your innocence and live in confusion. So let me give you the other part. He said, 
And I'm also giving back my dad's map. I'm giving it back to my father. His poor training, his stunted emotional ability to grow. I'm giving both of those back to my dad, my bad identity and my bad map, because I believe Jesus. And now I'm going to start doing the work of my heavenly father. Mm. And I think it's key here when he talks about, you know, no more division. He's going to be a whole man. And what that means is, is, is folks, you've got to be willing to let your brokenness be exposed. And that's a very difficult thing. But that's one of the ways that we get, in a sense, restored is because we're saying, I'm just, I'm going to be an honest person, um, not for the sake of splashing our brokenness all over the place, but for the sake of saying, I want healthy relationships. I don't want to... And part, part of it, too, is if you're a dad, it's so that you can say, I don't want to pass this legacy on. I want to give that map back to my dad, and I want to, I want to, I want to draw a new map for my son that is going to be one based on this idea of an innocent child who gets to grow up in that innocence and learn what it is to hold innocence and hold purity because that's the design of our identity. We were made for purity. We were made to be men and women of sexual integrity. And whole, not mm-hmm. divided. Yeah. And so, folks, if you're out there and you're saying, listen, I, I want to be able to do this work. I want to be able to to uh, embrace this identity. We want to help you along that path. And so if you would contact us, we'd love to hear your story and, and help you uh, regain this kind of innocence and learn what it is to actually live in the new identity that your Heavenly Father gives to you. So we're glad you've been with us, and we look forward to having you back here again next week on the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com. 